This is Captivated Minds. I'm Stan. I'm Jake. This is our Movie Mayhem episode. Since we're still on the topic of aliens, we decided to do an, yet another alien movie, District 9. I, like, I really enjoy District, Not, District 9. I mean, when I first saw it, when I, I watched I think I it saw for it, this. Yeah. It's, Theater. it's really good, and I kind of... Like always hoped for another one, it, District Ten or District Eleven, something. But because I mean, where it ended, it kind of left you with it's an open ending, an open ending. Yeah, right. That's right. I don't. I can't remember. Well, I know we'll get into it and stuff. I can't remember if it was like good enough to make a sequel. Yeah, I don't. We'll have to get into right. it a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? It's one of those like, did it do well enough? Did it not? Sometimes. It's a, it could have been a cult hit, too. Right. We talked about that a couple of times as but well. But I, I think the concept of this movie is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's not a typical alien movie, either. When we think of, like, Close Encounters or They Live or The Thing, we've all have, you know, there's all different alien movies. So this one's just slightly different, too, and it takes it and it goes with a different direction with it. It's like a fish-out-of-water story, but backwards. Yep. yep. In a sense. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know. Uh, here's the opening scene. We open with a man uh, being recorded in, in his office in a bright lit room. This par- man is part of the MNU, uh, Alien Affairs Organization. This guy is Wickes, and he is explaining that he is, ta- he is talking to uh, uh, about aliens and alien relations. We can also see from this opening scene that when the aliens arrived, they are arrived over Johannesburg, South Africa. We can see footage and recordings of pe- uh, people going in this ship. And it's almost like a documentary of the, of this footage. So it's like live stream in a sense or like live cam of what was going on. These aliens seem to be sick and unhealthy. These aliens are now living in a city of their own. But the city is also a slum according to the movie or the documentary or the people in the documentary whatever. We can see from this opening scene how these aliens kind of grew into something bigger and bigger until they almost had to be contained. With We get the main title, and it's District 9, and we're in it. I, I love how it's like a mixture of, like, found footage. I mean, that's how I call the the fake documentary Memory, movies. Yeah, is found, they're found footage. There's found footage clips, but then there's real clips, then there's and, real cli- and it's cut I together. I love how it's tied in, yeah. because it gives you that kind of realism of, like, is this, a, like, an actual real place? Um, it's, and again, like I said, the concept is there, where it's like, these aliens came here for help. And, of course, in our, in our human way we decided what help was for them exactly and it doesn't mean it was good or bad no but it's we, just we wanted to have our stamp on it exactly and it sometimes it's not very good no so here's our imdb disclaimer we take a lot of information from imdb because it is a great source of information for our movie mayhem episodes yeah if we didn't have imdb i don't think we would have a movie mayhem no we'd have to think of all this stuff ourselves right so here's our fun facts section after the feature film based on Halo, uh, the game series, fell through, producer Peter Jackson went to uh, Neil Bellingham and offered him $30 million to make whatever he wanted. Although this would be Bellingham's first feature as a director, this is the film. Yeah, so when – it's funny because the new Halo just came out, right? Yeah. That's yeah. all I play. Yeah. But when the first Halo came out, they knew there was – because of the story and how it was, there was this, you could turn it into a film. And from this point until now, now right? 20 years. They've been talking about turning it into a movie and a film. And every time they went to go bring it, it would it would get there. There'd be a script. They even had um, Denzel Washington attached. attached to be Master Chief. Which would have been right? cool. Would have been fantastic. But uh, it, every time they brought this up, there was always some something going wrong. It was almost like it was a cursed film. If you think about, like, The Crow, you know, yeah. every, every time they go to try to make The Crow again, yeah, it's, it's cursed. Like, yeah. So it was like there was uh, writer strikes and production issues and stuff like that. 
I love how Peter Jackson was like, hey, dude, I know this fell through. Here's some money. Yeah. Let's let's play around with some stuff. Yeah. Which it came out really good. Yeah, it's good. The the language used by the aliens that clicking sounds was creating by rubbing a pumpkin. What? <laughs> yep. You, yep. Ever, you ever just rub your pumpkin? No. It, 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 it makes it, it, it makes those clicking, clicking sounds. sounds. <laughs> That's messed up. The title is a nod to a real place and a real incident. District Six was a mixed race neighborhood of Cape Town, which the apartheid. Uh, apartheid uh, apparent government disbulged in 1966 to make room for whites. Wow. That, yeah, that makes sense because in South Africa, up until, oh God, I can't, late 90s maybe, it still had like slavery and like um, everything was segregated, all that stuff. Um, you know, they kind of mentioned a little bit in like Lethal Weapon. Yeah. In the but, second one. Yeah. So that's. I kind of like the nod to a, a real thing by calling it District 9, but it's also, I don't really want to remember that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, star Charlito, uh, Charlotto Copley did, had not acted before and had no intention of pursuing an acting career. He stumbled into the leading role uh, because uh, Camp placed him on a camera in a short film. He's good, though. He's really good. I like him in the A-Team. Yeah, he's Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Him as, oh, what is he in A-Team? Murdoch? No. I mean, uh, not Murdoch. He's a crazy guy. He's the crazy pilot. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. We're flying a tank. No, <laughs> we're sinking a tank. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. This was the first documentary-style film to be nom- nominated for Best Picture. Hmm, I, don't That's, I didn't know that. Documentary-style, maybe? Yep. All the shacks in District 9 were actual shacks that existed in a section of Johannesburg. Yeah, it makes sense because yeah. it looked it really looked real. It, it looked real, and it looked like they didn't have to do like much. No, also paralleling paralleling the residents had not been actually been moved out before filming begun. Huh? Yeah, that's a little. The only shack that was created was solely for the filming of uh, Christopher's shack. That yeah. that main one. Apart from the marketing campaign in North America and the United Kingdom, posters were put in major cities on bus stops, the sides of buildings. Uh, yeah, that were restricted for humans only with a number to call in the U.S. Uh, in order to report non-humans. I remember those posters. Those are cool posters. Yes. Yeah. I remember those because they it it like I said before it adds that like realism. It has on a distinction. There. Yeah. Uh, the film was banned in Nigeria because the government felt the film portrayed Nigerians as gangsters and cannibals. I can see that. I can see that. But, I get it. Yeah, in South Africa, the last the last name Van Dierme really is a fairly common surname, but it would also be recognized to most South Africans as a common name as a whole genre of jokes about stupid, bumbling, obvious, or incompetent people. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. The idea of prongs uh, being obsessed with cat food came from two in- inspirations. It, imp- it in improvised areas of Johannesburg's director Neil Bellingham would see people selling uh, cheesy poofs and other snack foods out of large uh, three foot tall bags and wanted the aliens to have similar cheap food the decision was to make them have cat food uh, from one of the producers who used canned cat food to bait traps when fishing for prawns in Vancouver when you said cheesy poofs all I could hear is Cartman's voice cheesy poofs I want my cheesy poofs the mutilated animal carcasses in the background of many scenes were real. With what? Only, were all, with only a few exceptions. Yep. Those were uh, real in the slums and the shacks, apparently. That's messed up. Yep. That's really messed up. Yep. Okay. The, right. f- the film uh, was inspired by Mel- Camp's childhood in South Africa during apartheid. I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> if I... <laughs> I like the fact that he had a childhood like that. Yeah, that's a little crazy. All the aliens in the film are CG, except for the ones operating uh, tables in the medical lab. All of the speaking aliens were performed by one actor, uh, Jason Cope, who also uh, played correspondent Gray Braddon. The dialogue for speaking aliens was ad-libbed by Cope and dubbed over in post-production. 
The creatures used in the small fighting arena were meant to be rodents' pests that were aboard the ship. Huh, okay. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. In addition to the original al- ending, uh, Bellencamp shot five alternative endings for the film. One ending was so apparently embarrassing that Bellencamp uh, and the actor didn't want to say anything about it. No one will ever see that ending. The alien ship uh, was on Earth for 28 years. The timestamp in the first document, a documentary shows one in 1982-0601, while the eviction starts, operation starts 2010-09-08. So in human fashion, yeah. hey, um, we're kind of sick of helping you. Yeah, you're out. You're out. Yeah. Uh, Bellencamp has jokingly said... Uh, said jokingly that the yellow slime that Wicked sticks his hand into yeah. in the, the nanofluid uh, activated the ship. <laughs> Several African curse words can be heard throughout the film. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go into that one. Uh, it can be used... Uh, nope, not going to go into that one either. <laughs> nope. Okay, <laughs> next. The next? Dis- yeah. The design for the aliens went through quite a few iterations before the final concept was finalized. Originally, the aliens were conceived as hulking creatures with leathery skin and tentacled faces and were intended to be performed by actors in creature suits. The prong creatures were initially meant to be uh, masters of the tentacle face creatures. Huh. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a little weird, but I guess we'll go with it. Right. Many real languages of South African employ clicking sounds, much like the ones the aliens used. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I really like the look of the aliens yeah. because it's so different compared to everything else. Like alien it's, is sleek yep. and metallic almost. These are almost like a uh, scrawny. They don't have any very like features that will kind of like scare you or anything. They just have very distinct mouths and like, and it's, I like movies that figure out their own look for aliens when you when you're watching an alien movie and all the aliens are the same gray type of thing, it kind of gets old. There's no imagination, to right? It. Yeah. So, like you said, Alien, those things are awesome. Predator is all is different, and then these guys are, are even di- more different. different. That's right. There are uh, the first TriStar Pictures to be filmed uh, to be nominated for an Academy Award since as good as it gets. That's kind of neat. This film marks the first. Uh, uh, nope. A large number of South African weapons were used in the film. Quite a few of them were designed by a designer. Um, yeah, this includes all the material, all the rifles, and all the uh, the assault rifles. And yeah, so they just had a specialty gun designer to help design the cool guns and the alien guns, I guess too. The MNU he- headquarters building, shown in numerous scenes throughout the film. In reality, the Carlton Center Complex, belonging to the South African State Transport Company, Transnet. The shorter of the two buildings, shaped like a Y, is actually the former Carlton Hotel, which was mothballed in 1997 due to low occupancy. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Well, see, at least they're... I like when, like, production companies stuff like recycle buildings. Yeah. Because then... There's nothing wasted, no, and stuff. I, just like I like when they blow up buildings. Yeah, like this building needs to be demolished, like demoed. Let's do, do it for let's, a movie. Let's do it for a movie. Yeah. Um, this is included in a thousand one movies you gotta see before you die. Uh, in the musical, the Book of Mormon, the main characters fly to Uganda to convert people to Mormonism. They are signed to District 9, a possible reference to the movie in District 9. I never even thought of that. Neither did I. Never. E- that didn't even come to mind. Yeah. Uh, so here are the actors. We have uh, Charlotto Copley, who's our main guy, Wickes, uh, Jason Cope, David James, Vanessa Haywood, Melida uh, Gouda. Yeah, that's really. Those are the, those like, are the real main, main, main ones. Those are a lot of extras. So here's the budget. $30 million. Not bad. Not bad. Modest. Yep. Uh, gross U.S. and Canada, 115 Not bad. That's real good. That's pretty good. Opening weekend, though, 37 
Well, they made their money. They made their money yep. evenly. He had seven extra million dollars, so yep. that's not too bad. And then worldwide, two ten. So it made it was a slow start. We can sell see that it kind of opening weekend it made a little bit, and then as it opened more and more, it made bank. Oh, excuse me. I bet you that as it gets, as it got like closer to home, as in like as it got closer to South Africa, I bet you that's when it started to make its money. I've noticed that with some of the movies that we've done where like if it's not based in the United States, it has like a slow burn. Like the international market is more better for once. Yeah. Once the international hits, that's when they make their money. Yeah. When it's here in the United States, it's almost like we, well, if it's not in the United States, whatever. It's hit or miss. Yes. It's hit or miss. But once it hits the international markets, like you were, we were just saying it really hits. Right. Uh, where was it filmed? Actually, in Johannesburg, South Africa, uh, and in uh, Wellington, New Zealand. Really, New Zealand and South Africa. Yeah, New Zealand, South. That's that's quite a distance away from each there, other. There is. That like, is a big difference. I wonder if they did the exteriors at one spot and then the interiors in location because yeah, Peter Jackson would... does have the studio in New Zealand. Well, of course. Yeah. So, Hobbington's there. Yeah, but I'm wondering if that's what they did though. Interiors one place, exteriors another. Do you think he actually like stays in Hobbington and like does his? Oh, like, I'm sure. Do he's... you think he turned one into a studio? Oh, I'm sure he probably. If I was Peter Jackson, I would. I'm sure he's almost the mayor of Hobbiton. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> okay, the year's 2009. Here are the movies that have come out. We have the Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, I love that movie. Inglorious Bastards. And that one. I love that one too. Yeah. Watchmen. Watchmen. Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah. So what are you seeing in 2009? Um, I'll probably see District 9 over 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, I see that. Um, I'm seeing Watchmen over over District 9. I agree with you there. I, I'm i probably seeing Inglorious Bastard over District 9. I'll agree, yeah. And I, I possibly would probably see District 9 over Men Who Stare at Goats. And I'm, that's because it's one of the – if I'm – if I'm going to the movies, I want to kind of see an action type movie, not a based on a true story movie. But that's just my yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I would go see The Men Who Stare at Goats before District 9. Yeah. Yeah. I do like George Clooney is pretty funny. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. really funny. He's pretty good. So here's the director, Neil Bellencamp. We'll start uh, at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, right here. Yep. So uh, we're going to go through his IMDb and go through his works. Uh, his He did a short called Tango Shoes. Nick Crab? Nike. Nike Crab? Uh, Nike Crab video. Sh- or commercial, maybe? Commercial. For, yeah, 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 commercial. yeah, okay. Uh, Catron C4, Alive with Technology, another commercial. Uh, Tetra Val? Nike commercial again. Uh, Alive in Joburg? Yeah, these are shorts now. Uh, yellow. Uh, Tembot. Yeah, so these he, are all little tiny. So he did a Halo short. I, I used to look those up. Uh, Landfall. Landfall sounds familiar. It does sound familiar to me, too. Yeah. Uh, crossing the Line. Uh, District 9. Elysium. I like Elysium. Elysium's really, really good. good. Chappie. Yeah, that's really good, too. Cha- so, Chappie, I've watched a few times, and... It's mostly because the South African duo, the, yeah. the guy and the girl, I yeah. listen to their music. No shit. Yeah. I like Elysium because Matt Damon kind of a badass. Yeah. The Escape short. Uh, Raka. Firebase short. Uh, God. Sergi. Uh, yeah. Sergenti. Sergenti. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, these are part of this. Oh, uh, Cooking with Bill is a TV miniseries. Uh, Zagot. Uh, Capture. These are shorts again. Adam the Mirror. Kuzdink. Short. Adam the Prophet. Lima. Uh, God City. Conviction. Demonic. Yeah, so So that one came out this year, actually. Demonic. I haven't haven't seen Demonic either. 
So he really stuck with a lot of shorts and, and did very few films. Yes. So he's done it almost every couple of years. He did District 9, Elysium, Chappie, and then Demonic. So he spread out a little bit. I wonder if it's one of those, like, as they're working on, like, maybe a script or something for a movie, it's like, I need to do, this. just keep my, my mind going. So I don't know if you knew this, but this director actually had written uh, a spec script for an alien movie. Really? Yes. And he was going to have, it was going to be. Is he the one that was going to do the, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, the fan, the art that came with it. Like yeah. everyone was clones that were coming back. Like, That's right. Higgs was coming back. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've he seen... was going to do it? Yeah. He was direct. He had. He did all the concept art himself, too, I believe. The concept art was amazing. Yeah. So he had all the concept art ready to go. And, like, he was – I think he was close – or he had pitched it with the studio or whatever. And then Ridley Scott was like, well, I'm coming oh. in to do Prometheus. So it, this whole – I, you should look up the concept art because it was. I did. Re- I you, did. Should, you should I've post s- it when you do this. Yeah, I've seen the concept. It art looked thing. really good. Oh my god! B- bringing back Newt and they're like bringing yeah, back everything because the whole thing had to do with like they had all their DNA because they they still like what um, Resurrection was. They were trying to clone to get the embryos. That's right. And. As they were doing it, of course, some of the clones came out looking weird and stuff. Yeah. Like, Higgs clone looked, like, like, gross but badass at the same time. I think they were going to kind of retcon it and take away three in Resurrection and yeah. make it the events right after two. Right after two. Which would have been cool. Yes. Because I hate that Higgs and Newt, like, died off screen. Like, yeah. it was just, like... A yeah, thing? Yeah, they're no longer a thing. Yeah. I don't like when they I do, do that. That's the cheap way to do it. When was the first time you saw this? I saw it when it first like was released on video. I think I saw it in theater. Yeah, it makes think, me feel old. Yeah, I think that's when I, when I saw it. It was like released. Um, I saw it at my aunt's house, I believe, when it was released. I think I I could probably tell you the the town I was in when I saw it too. That's pretty bad. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty bad. My memory's bad. Uh, so here are our top ten scenes. Scene number 10, we can see Wickets back at the office as he's talking about moving all of these aliens. We cut to this new location. It's this uh, small town or camp with barbed wire fence around it. It does seem to be electrical fence as well. We can also see this scene is cut with a meeting of the MNU talking about forcing these aliens out of their homes by making them sign a legal document. We cut to Sandra talking about her son for a moment and getting emotional. We also cut to uh, Piet the managing director of the MNU, who is also the father-in-law of Wickes. He is talking about uh, promoting Wickes. We cut to Wickes' wife, and she's telling us that he also likes to make her little things. So we have all these little things kind of building up a little bit. So now from this scene on, we can clearly see, clearly uh, setting up our main character through these small interviews and uh, montages. It just shows... What bothers me about this, right, is when you're watching it, you you almost don't look at the aliens as aliens, but as other people. Yeah. Because the way they're interacting with them. And, yeah, you know that time has passed, so there is that getting to know the aliens and stuff like that. But you almost see them as people. So it's almost like you're seeing people... Evict other people. Evict other people in such a bad way. Yeah. And it's it's so disgusting to watch. Even if they hit the paper, you're evicted now. That's right. Yeah. That's it's just that's a legal signature. It's yeah. a legal signature. Yeah, you're gone. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Scene number nine. We cut to the interview close with Wickes as we were moving forward with the mission. We can see him and all of his team members, even military men, all having all moving into District Nine. We can see the large group of caravans just moving into this areas as these aliens notice the caravan moving in. Helicopters and dozens of uh, armed cars are fully enter the compound. As soon as they get out, uh, gunfire is already going off. We see various cuts of many different MNU members all evicting these creatures from their homes. Almost instantly, Wickens yells to one of these creatures for eating a tire. And this creature is stopped by a military guard, and the guard is literally torn apart before Wickes and the cameraman. 
So it's like all these little moments of like, okay, that's kind of funny, but that's kind of scary. What the hell just happened? And it's all of these yeah. kind of repeated throughout the movie a little it bit. It keeps you like on your You're, toes. That's right. Because it's like, huh, oh, that's kind of funny. It's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Wow. These aliens think uh, cat food is like crack. We can also see random cuts of Nigerians and aliens working hand to hand. We hear about the underground and the underground leader and how he also deals with uh, alien weapons and how these underground sort of individuals kind of look up to the aliens because they want to be these alien sort of yeah. things too. Scene number eight, they all walk into one room and it's a it's an alien egg room with uh, cows strung up and alien eggs all connected to it. It's a bigger scene. Uh, it's cut uh, from a bigger scene, but this one's more one of the more grosser parts. We cut to footage of Wickus burning down the egg room and we can see a montage of Wickus going through various houses and finding more and more weapons and then you as a giant weapons manufacturer as well so we cut to one of the aliens and his son in this dump of a place looking for something we see another alien with them so now there's a small group of them we see the father and his friend making something in their lab they're taking a, a talking about their plan we cut to Wickus outside the house so now the tension's up a little bit the friend is dealing with the MNU while the father and the son hide back a little bit yeah, it's it's also one of those where you're you're trying to decide who you are like rooting for, right? You can see because you are a person. Oh, all right. I understand why they're trying to get these aliens out of there because they're it seems like they're up to no good. But then like later down the road, you're like you kind of you're rooting for the aliens, yeah, because you understand that they're being treated so bad. We see Wickus inside looking through the house for weapons, but all he finds is a chemistry lab, and as he's digging, he finds something else is hidden, too. We see him touch this alien tube-like thing, and he's sprayed in the face with, like, a black liquid. He cleans himself up and tells the cameraman to cut it out as they find a large sum of guns in this house. The alien attack. This alien attacks Wickus as the team is taken down uh, by a sniper. Yeah, the alien is shot, and they... Not the father, the friend of the father. We don't really get alien names except for later on. Scene number seven. Wickus burned his arm while being tossed, and now his wounds uh, healed when he when we cut back. And the father and son uh, hiding out. The son is playing some sort of tech thing and tells the father that he had fixed it. The father is scared and skeptical now because his friend is dead and their plan has gone to shit. Wickus pulls up to their house again, and this time the kid acts like a little kid and gets in trouble while the father steps in before things get even more heated. Wickus tries to outsmart the father, but the father is held at gunpoint, uh, but Wickus uses the environment to go after the kid. So we can tell that Wickus kind of a dick. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's a real dick. He's a real dick. Wickus gets sick outside of the house, and we can see the father watches on. The father's name is Christopher Johnson. We can also tell that Wickus is a bit sick, and he's he's getting sicker and sicker. He's eating, and liquid is running out of his nose, and he's clearly sick with something, but we're not sure what. His fingernails pop off as we can see something is happening to him slowly, one nail after another, just falling off like paper. And you're and you're kind of like, yeah, that's what you get. Karma. Think about yeah, this it is, is about karma. You it do is. bad things. Yeah, it's it a, comes full it's circle. A full circle. circle. Yeah. yeah, we cut back to the father and son going through one of these houses, trying to find that black tube from earlier. They still don't know what's gone, but we, as an audience, do. So we kind of know a little bit more than they do. We cut to the underground gang and the prawns giving them weapons for a hundred cans of fat cat food. <laughs> we cut to the gang eating alien body parts so they can connect to these beings on a higher level. We cut to Wickus coming home and he tells his wife he isn't feeling well, and he's. There's a surprise party. He's a, he's a, approached by his father-in-law and told not to fuck this thing up. We can see something is wrong with him as he's puking all over the place. He faints and passes out at his own party. He's at the hospital, and the doctor is cutting off his stitches, which I like the scene. They start cutting off his stitches slowly, and as they cut off his stitches, his hand is like tentacle. It's a full-on prong hand now in place. The MNU grab him and try to steal him, and they toss him into a bag while he's still alive. They move him to MNU HQ, and they move him inside. They are now examining 
examining him as he is changing. We can see many montages of him getting tested. We learn the truth of what the MNU really does to aliens. Yeah, and it's like it's all about experimentation and trying to trying to unlock the alien weapons. Their DNA because the alien weapons only can be used by, by them. aliens. That's right. So now you have this human who is now turning into one. So now you can play with them and try to figure them out. He's like a toy for them. Really. Yeah. The MNU uses Wickus. To use the alien weapons, Wickus is asking questions, and they continue to use him as an alien prog. They test various weapons with him over and over while they try to figure out what's going on. They are torturing him and forcing him to use the alien guns back on the aliens themselves, which is fucked up, too. Oh, yeah, wicked. He's like, I don't want to do it. Well, you're not a choice, and then they just shock him. Part of the MNU is told that they will need to kill him to obtain billions of dollars of re- in research by killing him. The father-in-law gives the okay, but he tells his daughter that they're going to have to. Uh, they're going to try to save him. He's even more of a dick. Oh yeah. We cut back to Wickus trying to fight off these doctors. As he fights them off, Wickus takes a human shield and makes for a run for it. The father tells his daughter that he is gone. The father-in-law also gets the call that he has escaped and is alive. Yeah. Oh no, your husband died. And then it's like, oh, fuck, he escaped. God damn it. That motherfucker. <laughs> he is fucking this up for me. That's right. The MNU spreads rumors about him. Wickus is running from everyone and everything while his friends and family shun him. The MNU it's, uh, goes on the news and tells everyone that he has sex with aliens and he's also crazy from a mental ward. We can also see him at a burger place. And when the news does it, they do it in a Photoshop way. Yes. It's clearly like, it's, oh, it's, there he is with it's aliens. clearly Photoshop. Yeah. He's now been exposed for this thing for 31 hours. District 9 is on full lockdown now as the the group is hunting him. Wickus hides out in the heart of District 9. Scene 3. He has now been exposed for 40 hours and we can... Yeah, uh, yeah, he's even starting to eat some cat food. He even finds a a mini meat stand and tries to get something to eat, but they just want to throw raw goat meat at him, so he goes with the cat food instead. We can see, uh, yeah, him starving and then eating the cat food and then, like, eating it and then his teeth begin to fall out one by one. So uh-huh. first it was toenail, uh, fingernails and then teeth. His wife calls him and tells him that she's believing, uh, she is believing everything that is being told to her and she's breaking up with him over the phone. He tries to cut off his own arm but cuts off one of his finger tentacles in t- instead. And he is now watching the sky as the cavalry has arrived for him. He finds himself hiding out in the house where the father and son are. Wickus discovers all of these computers do something. It, it's so awesome. Yeah. Because it's like you're watching his. It's almost like a spider shedding its outer skeleton yeah you know what I, I, mean? I, I can i see that now it's like, yeah so like you're watching his his skin open up and there's the arm and then like his teeth are falling out finger it, oh, it reminds me of a fly yes yeah, yeah. like the distinct change of the fly which is really gross but cool see number two wickus wakes up and the father-in-law asks uh the father uh at this house asks him about lack the black liquid but the mnu has it wickus and the father are now in a ship of some kind the son tells wickus that the black liquid is the fuel the father says that they have machines on the mothership that can fix him but the fuel is the black liquid Uh, it took 20 it took 20 years to get that right amount that they needed the son is trying to be nice but wickus can't stand it right now they have to they have to think uh, of a plan fast uh, before it gets too late and the transformation is fully complete for Wickus. I, I also like the uh, the character arc. You know yeah. what I mean? Like at the beginning he was a total asshole. He was a dick to all of them and stuff. But now... He's more humble. Now that he knows what they're actually doing to these creatures, he he's not just friending them because of what's happening to him. He's friending them because he saw what was going on. That's right. He feels bad. Right. Guilt. 
It's now 56 hours since exposure, and his whole body is now starting to fully look like a prawn as bits of his skin are now starting to peel off. His wife calls him again, and she tells him she still loves him, and she believes him. He tells her that he has a plan, and he promised he will make it with, be with her again. They are tracing the call, and he is in the center of District 9. The father has a heart-to-heart -heart with the son about going home. Wickes tells the father that the new home is not as good, and he is being honest with both of them. Wickes tells them that they will get weapons. Wickes is pulled into the underground gang as the leader is brought to him. He is trying to. Wickes is trying to buy some guns. They examine his body and his arm, and they want to taste his skin. He tells the, these men that he wants his arm, the arm cut off, the arm cut off right away. Wickes grips a gun and goes to town on these men with one gun. He becomes fully badass yeah, instantly. It's, it's like an like an alien version of Rambo. Yeah, he just doesn't care. <laughs> Out of all those scenes, which one did you thought stood out the most? Except for the ending. My whole thing, what really gets me is him changing. Every so often, the little bits that fall off, the, the little here. peeling and stuff. I, I really like that. I think it, that's... That's a really good way to do it. It's almost authentic in a way. Yeah. Authentic because transformation. There's, there's many of them where, like, the character turns off screen. It's probably to save money or yeah. whatever. But to slowly see it happen and giving you a little time stamp of how long he's been infected, it's pretty cool. It does make a big difference, yeah. I would say, yeah, uh, as he's, like starting to figure out that he's infected a little bit and the father-in-law starts blasting him having sex with like yeah you can tell like that it's photoshop and like no one really asks him either hey did you really do this they all just assume the other thing is like the the father-in-law and the wife just seem like they never liked him anyways yeah because it was oh you're you're this now and then, like, instantly turned on him. They, everyone there was turned. no, there was no, like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Let's yeah. help you out. No, yeah. you're fucked. That's right. So here are some questions we have while watching it. How long did it take the aliens to get here? Yeah, they don't kind of answer. They don't the, answer that. How many types of alien weapons are there? We see a lot. Quite a few. Yeah. I mean, I like the mech suit. You know. I understand. Us in the United States, we have different types and stuff like that. But this is like. I kind of want to play with them. Yeah. Are people giving uh, the prong name a racist tone? Yes. Yeah. I, I it, can see that. It, it's a derogatory so, To term. me, it is a highly racist, like racial film. Yeah. Uh, only after 20 years, the government finally steps in. So my whole thing with this is like, it was probably one of those. What do we do with these people sort of thing? They maybe they were able to communicate with them, and it was like, oh, we're only here for a little bit, and then that little bit came, and it was like oh, a little bit more, a little bit more. But to me, it's like, it's not like there's too many of them. You could have helped them out more, but you yeah. chose not to. Like you, you really chose did, to isolate them. You and really like did put, put them in a slum. You put them in like a concentration camp. Well, that's the new spot. Right, but you know Still, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you no, I got them, you. I got you, got you. You put them in, you locked them out of everywhere else. You in keep a bad them, spot. You keep them in this one area. This is the only area you're allowed. You're segregating them. That's right. Really? That's what it is. Yeah, it, the, that's probably one of the main themes of the movie is yeah, segregation, segregation. To, to a certain extent. How many homes do you think that they uh, they hit in a single day with the eviction notices? There's so many. There's so there's, There's so, so many because it, it seemed like they spent like hours, days, doing this. Yeah, filming, evicting. Yeah, like it's yeah. a long time. How many cows are getting into District Nine? See again, aliens and cows. I'm That's telling you, there's something going, going on. on with there. Do they just like beef? Yeah. Uh, is it random cow parts, or do you think it was just the stomachs? Because mm. that whole room looked like more than just random yes, cow stomachs. It yeah. was a lot. What was the liquid that was sprayed onto Wickus? We didn't know it was the fuel at the time, but still. But it's what's weird is why, why is it changing? Why it? is the fuel changing? That's it? right. What is the fuel made out of to change a human being? That's right. And how quickly is he changing? Right. How is he? Uh, how is he not caught on the run? Yeah. Uh, 
with so many people looking for him, and he's kind of sticking out like a sore thumb. That's right. So I get being crazy, uh, but horny and crazy. Which one's more believable? Is he crazy or is he horny for aliens? Horny for aliens. Horny, okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, he's definitely horny for the yeah, aliens. That's right. Here's a million-dollar question for you. Raw goat meat or cold cat food? I guess it depends on how long the goat meat's been sitting out. It's raw. It's been there. Yeah, but They just cut it from the goat. Yeah, but the thing is with goat meat, goat meat you can eat like beef. You technically don't have to cook it. You could eat it raw. Okay. But if if it's been sitting out for a couple... It's been sitting there for a while. Then I'm eating the cat food. Cold cat food. Yeah. Cold canned cat food. You're going... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I might go with the beef. Because here's the weird thing. Because he's changing, right? You can see when he, like eats the cat food that it does have that like cocaine like crack crack feeling he's yeah. like oh yeah i gotta, yeah, yeah. gotta get my cat food how the hell are they going to get uh everyone uh, how the hell are they going to get everyone out of the uh this area with just the mnu alone it's a big area it's a big area you would think they would have to call in like reinforcements and all that stuff like it's i don't know yeah it's There's, just these it seems like it's too much for their little organization. That's right. Is it on? If it's on basic cable, is it worth a watch with um, commercials? With commercials, yes. I would think it would be okay. It would be fine. It would be fine. The it, the only problem it, to me, if you haven't seen the movie, I wouldn't want to like catch it in the middle. No, no. I would no. have to this watch it from the beginning. beginning. That's right. Like if I'm flipping through the channel and it's like there, yeah, it would have to depend on where it is because. You really have to know what's going on at the beginning to, to kind of re- get really know. where it is. Yeah. Uh, what streaming service do you think it would be on? I checked them before we did the episode, and I couldn't find it I, on any. I couldn't find it on any, no. Like, you would think it would be on Amazon. I would say Am- Paramount. Paramount would be one, yeah. Hulu, maybe? Yeah. What was your favorite part? <sighs> it. Well, we haven't discussed it yet. The ending? Yeah. The yeah. En- honestly, the ending, because yeah. it's, to me, it's kind of one of those, like, huh, look at that. Yeah. So, it's... We'll, we'll talk about it, but it's a full 360. If you think about <clears throat> the ending, that character, how we, uh, one person starts in one spot, and then does a full 360, and now they're in but, but it something also... they hated and becoming something they, you know... And when you get to the end, it's like... Were all the other ones started out as humans? Oh, um, I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? Like, did they were they all human like at one point, and because they got this stuff on their skin, that's why they look like these creatures? That would have been wow. I didn't even think about that. I would say my favorite part would be again, we talked about his transformation, but like his acceptance of the transformation. Yeah, at first he was like, I need to get rid of this. He, and needs stuff, to, he wants but, to reject himself. But and then, then, he, like, but he, then like, he learns that he it's... He embraces it. Right. Yeah, and he grabs the weapons and the mech suit and all these different aspects. And now he's and like... Now he's like kicking ass. That's right. He's yeah. now a rebel. That's right. Something he didn't like. Um, there's certain parts that are a little lengthy. Yeah, like, I, can, I agree with you. It, it's like you could have gotten rid of it. I would have liked them interacting with the aliens a little more and like get rid of some of like the dull stuff. I think more of the action towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Fill yeah. up that action. I, I like the mockumentary stuff, but you could now that I think about it, you could have cut maybe ten minutes of that. You could have. There's Just some maybe, there's some of them like some of it it's like yeah, I Or really, the montages. We don't need yeah, that many montages. Don't need it. No. Uh would you pay forty dollars to watch it once? I would. Yeah. It, it's one of those like it's, it's really a good. it's a good overall alien movie. It's like, a good movie I would, experience too. I would, yeah. yeah, I would do it. Ideal way of watching it? God, I wouldn't have mind seeing it in theaters, but honestly, sitting on the couch watching it, it's fucking yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. So here's our great ocean moments, seeing the aliens. Yeah, when you first see them, because when you're... There's when like you're, glimpses. When you're thinking about it, you, you really... When you see the poster and stuff, right? I remember seeing the poster, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what kind of movie this is, right? I was thinking at first... Aliens came to, like, invade us and we're fighting them. Yeah. But it ends up being they're sick. And, like, we tried helping, but we're not work. really helping. Yeah. So when you're you're seeing them, you're seeing these, like, big brute-looking aliens, but they're, they're, like, so... 
Frail. scared yeah. of the humans. And it's like, you're so much more bigger and badass than they are. Yeah. It's like, what do they have above you that is making you so Besides scared? the ship. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, seeing the interviews of the friends and family, that's an ocean moment. Uh, evicting the aliens. Yeah. It's the cow. Uh, the cow. The sack. Sack. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The sprayed in the face by the tube. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Getting sicker. I, see, I just love the. It was I a love slow the burn. Slow burn. Yeah. The slow evolution of him. Seeing the nails come off. I. Ha- I mean. It was cringy. The new hand. Yep. Uh, being exiled. Yep. And then when he grows a pair. At yes. the end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But you're right when the, like. They cut his stitches off, and you see, like, the skin peel off, and, oh, it's just so good. Who had the best performance? I would say the main guy, right? Main guy. Yeah. Definitely. Main guy. Yeah. Second best? Father-in-law? You, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it the to wife? the- wife? I'm going to give it to the guy who was able to do all those freaking noises for all the aliens. Yeah. Those because, just... like, that took some time and some effort and rubbing pumpkins. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to give it to that guy. Yeah. Because, like, if I remember correctly, sound, it was, it was one guy. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Doing yeah. the sound for all of them. That's right. I'm going to give it to that guy. Yeah, because those, gonna... those noises are very distinct, too. Yeah, because it, it, it literally was like it was its own language because you could hear the difference between each word. That's right. So it, it took some time. So here's the ending. Uh, Wiccas attacks the MNU instantly with the father, Christopher Johnson. And these two go to town on this building. The military team is told not to use live ammo. These guys are needed alive. Wicked gets shot but saved by a vest. And him and Christopher will go deeper and deeper and deeper. Deeper and, and deeper, 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 deeper into this place. The tension is now building as they, this movie is, uh, they moved from a drama to almost like a war film. Wickes finds the tube, but, but Chris, the father, finds the experiments being done on these alien races of people. And so they have this clash of ideals last second. Wickes is, is talking this uh, whole team down, taking his home team by himself. Chris has an idea as he's making a bomb to help them escape. He sets off the bomb as they break a wall and make a run for it into the, one of the armored cars. The news is now saying that this is a terrorist attack. The MNU is right on top of them this whole time. Wickes and Chris are now in District 9 and back in the shack. Oh, it's so... Uh. Chris tells Wickes that he will need three years to fix him, and that's gut-wrenching, knowing what we know about Wickes. Uh, these two fight it out, but Wickes hits Christopher. Wickes tries to escape with uh, without the father, with just the little boy, uh, while the military arrive at the shack. Wickes and the son start up the ship as the shack is gone... As the ship is emerging from the ground, the son won't let him leave without the father. Wickes and the son crash as the father is taken. The MNU has shot the ship down. The son and Wickes are hiding out in the ship as the military men go onto the ship. They pull him out at gunpoint. Now the father and Wickes have been captured and it is uh, 72 hours past exposure. The underground gang comes in and surrounds him. The gang is going after Wickes while taking down the military group. The son is also messing with the ship. The gang leader is going to cut Wickes' arm off. Wickes is held down at gunpoint as the complex is being raided by the military too. The son turns, turns the big ship on over District 9. Wickes is saved last minute by the robot that the son kind of remote controlled. All the prongs notice the ship is on. Wickes makes a clear choice to help Christopher the father by jumping into the mech suit. Wickes in the mech suit is up against the military. Wickes comes in last minute, saves the father, and the father and son are saved, and they manage to get to the ship. And Because of the sacrifice, Wickes is left on Earth, still changing. We see him at the end fully changed as he's he brings his wife like little trinkets or whatever and we we don't know really what becomes him after that so it's really open-ended right because it's it's uh one of those where they pretty much said we'll come back for you type of thing that's right but you don't know how long you don't know when that's right it's yeah uh, and what like they said it'd take three years to change you back but it was kind of like 
that was my favorite thing. Like he sacrifices himself and it's just cool to see him fully changed and kind of just hanging out and waiting yeah. and yeah. Uh, reboots, remakes. Um, you think they could reboot it or remake it into a TV show? I would hope that I would say reboot it, reboot it. And you don't necessarily have to do a TV so, show. Cause I think if with this type of movie, I think if they did a TV show, there would be too many episodes that are too, like, drag-on yeah, type I, I of get bullshit. That. Yeah. Where, do a movie. District 10 do, or 12. Do a couple movies. Yeah. Like, show, kind of remake this one, and then do a sequel. Yeah. You know, like, build it up. That's right. Um, I would also like them to have, I really like the battles. I really like the fighting. Yeah, the fighting so, is pretty good. Like, if they showed more fighting between the aliens and humans and, and stuff like that, I think that would be cool. I would like that. That would be cool. Uh, watch my pass? Uh, watch. You don't necessarily have to buy it, but I wouldn't pass on it. I've, I've watched it, buy it, and I don't pass on it either. Yeah. Oh, here's a new one for you. Can this movie be made today? Or does it have to be toned down or fixed for a narrative today? Um, I'm throwing you a curveball. This movie is fine to be made today. Um, you don't think they would change anything? Nope. Make make be- the guy a woman? Because and, you know. here's the thing. Because this, it's technically relevant. If you think about it, this it movie is not. If you if you look at it as a whole, it's not just an alien movie. No, it's, it's not. a racial injustice movie. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. You, you're taking – if you were to take those aliens and make them human, they're technically segregating human and human. That's what it is. That's right. These things came for help, and we segregated them, and we're not helping them really. No. We made um, their situation worse. Right. A lot worse. When we and actually were using them. Right. We could have done them better. We're experimenting on them, yeah. stuff like that. Honestly, it's exactly what the Nazis did to the Jews in World War II. Mm-hmm. You know, they segregated them, they killed some of them, they experimented on some of them. It's just a nowadays version. And you just put it in Africa and you just changed it from human to human to human and alien. But because there's still this racial injustice around the world still, this movie is, to me, is relevant to be made today. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. I think that's all we got for District 9. Yeah, so if you like what you hear, uh, follow us on Facebook, Captivated Minds. Instagram is at Minds Captivated. Email us, CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. Everything is listed in the show notes. If you also listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other uh, podcasting app, uh, turn on your notifications so you get up to date on when we drop new episodes, too. And if you like us, uh, leave a comment and let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. So thank you all for listening. Thank you.